Welcome to the Man in the Mirror Bible Study Podcast. Today we are continuing our series, Looking at the Fruit of the Spirit. Our topic today is faithfulness, the quality that earns people's trust. Our speaker is Pat Morley, author and founder of Man in the Mirror. All right, good morning, men. We always uh, give a warm, rousing Man in the Mirror welcome to those of who are joining us online. And so on the count of three, let's do that. One, two, three, hoorah. Welcome, men. We're glad to have all of you with us. And so I, um, you know, we deal in logic here, right? So I've created a little syllogism, and I want to ask you if this makes sense to you. So I went to Malaysia with man in the mirror and came back with COVID. Then I went to Arizona with man in the mirror and came back with COVID. Therefore, man in the mirror causes COVID. <laughs> Does that work for you? Uh, probably not. So uh, I, I've been out of quarantine for, uh, for over a week now, but the, it's interesting to me. Uh, I really kind of wish I still had it because I can understand now why people pretend to be sicker than they really are or pretend to be sicker for longer than they really are. I love the attention. It was really wonderful. I love the attention. So, all right, so here we are. We're at the Bible study. We're in a series called Fruit of the Spirit. We're getting down towards the end. And this week, we're gonna be talking about faithfulness and uh, subtitled it, the, the quality that earns people's trust. The most faithful car I ever had, or let's say I've never had a more faithful car than my very first car, which was a 1954 Ford Fairlane with a three speed or three gear shifter on the column thing. And the thing was is that, and I only paid $100 for it. Now I don't know what you can, I don't know what cars cost today, the cheapest car you can buy today, but I know it's not hundred dollars. But I bought it, uh, and I bought it on time, twenty-five dollars a week for four weeks. That car was the most reliable, faithful thing that I've ever had. Every time I turned the ignition on, the motor purred to life instantly. Never had any kind of mechanical problem with it. I never had it serviced. I don't even know if I ever had the oil change. I don't even know. You know, I have trouble getting the lid off of a peanut butter jar. So I, I didn't, don't really know much about mechanics. I didn't even learn about cars needing to have oil changed until much, much later. That car was so reliable, so trustworthy, so faithful. So let me ask you, isn't it refreshing when you have someone in your life who is a faithful person, someone you can count on no matter what. They're, they're trustworthy, they're dependable, they're reliable, they keep their word. And so when they tell you something, you can take it to the bank. Do you have someone in your life like that? I'm sure you do. So what are some of the, 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 the synonyms for the word faithful, or what are some of the situations in which people can be faithful? What are some of the kinds of people that, that you, we want to have 
be faithful in our lives. So just some of the synonyms, reliable, trustworthy, dependable. It's also an integrity issue, as we're going to learn here in a moment. So fidelity, integrity, honesty, these are also in the cluster of the meaning for the word faithful or faithfulness. And so you might be thinking about uh, faithfulness in a marriage, faithful to your wife, or faithfulness to your children, or faithfulness to or from your, your boss, or maybe it's a coworker. On the flip side of this, isn't it disheartening when you have someone in your life that's important to you and they're not faithful? You can't count on them. You can't depend on them. They're not reliable. They tell you they're going to do something and then you just never know. This has been the most frustrating part of my own career. Uh, and right now I have, I have somebody uh, doing some yard work, not dependable. I need to put in a new fence. I've, I've uh, got a, a, a person that was recommended to me Three times now, they have not shown up when they said that they would go to. So obviously, I'm moving on. They're just not dependable. And, and so when you have someone who is repetitively unfaithful, repeatedly unfaithful, everybody makes mistakes and messes up. But when you have someone who is repeatedly unfaithful and they tell you they're going to do something, what happens? You cringe because you know that there's a high probability that they're going to break their word. Faithfulness is a fruit of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit can infuse faithfulness into our lives. The Holy Spirit will give us as a blessing, as a fruit of his being in us, he will give us the desire and the ability. It is God who works in us to give us both the desire and the will to do his purpose. He will give us the desire and the ability to be faithful. And so we're going to take a look at this this morning. First thing up is just having a reputation that people can count on you. That's another way of talking about what it means to be faithful. It means having a rep reputation that people can count on you. There's a scripture that we want to look at in Luke chapter 16, verse 10. It says, and this is in the NIV version, it says, whoever can be trusted with very little can also be trusted with much. And whoever is dishonest with little will also be dishonest with much. Uh, this word is in the N New American Standard uh, Bible uh, is whoever is faithful with little will also be faithful with much. This is the word faithful. So tr being trustworthy is another synonym for being faithful. A faithful person is a, a trustworthy person. Whoever can, can't be, uh, who, whoever can uh, can't be faithful or won't be faithful with, with a little, then they're not going to be faithful with much. This is, uh, this is something that God himself is telling us. If you're not faithful with a little, then you 
can't be trusted with a lot because, and so here's the issue. <laughs> here's the issue. Unless I am faithful to do the little thing that God has put in front of me right now, why would he ever trust me with a bigger thing? Think about that. I mean, this is the core issue. If, if I'm not going to be faithful with the little thing that God's put in front of me right now, uh, I make a promise that I'm going to call you on Monday, and then on Monday comes, and I say, ah, I don't have time to do it. Well, that's a little thing that I have now not been trustworthy to do. I've broken trust with the other person, and that other person now, uh, next time I make a promise to them, what are they going to do? They're going to wonder if I'm going to keep the promise. And then if I do that uh, as an habitual, if I'm an habitual serial disappointer to people, then <laughs> they just, you know, when I say I'm going to do something, it just goes in one ear and out the other. And you think you are thinking of somebody right now who is like that. And if you can't think of anybody right now who is that serial disappointer, it might be you. Okay. <laughs> it might be you. Okay, and so that's the issue. And so here's the big idea for the day. I will be scrupulous to answer. I will be scrupulous to answer what does faithful look like in every situation. When I'm telling my wife that I'll be home at six o'clock for dinner, what does faithful look like in that situation? When I promise my boss that I will have the report in by the end of Tuesday, what does faithful look like in that situation? Or I promise my pastor that I will, I will be a, a faithful member of a certain committee in the church. And they, they, they call a meeting and, and I'm tired and had a long day. What does faithful look like in that situation. That's the big idea for the day. Next, let's talk about how God calls us to be faithful, not successful. The second thing we want to talk about is that God calls us to be faithful, not to be successful. You've heard me talk about this many times if you've been around. Here are the scriptures on this, Matthew 25. I think we talked about this recently, even. And uh, this is Jesus giving us the parable of the bags of gold or the parable of the talents. And when he's describing what the faithful servant, the faithful steward did, uh, he said, well done, good and successful servant. You have been successful with a few things and I will put you in charge of many things. Well, Jesus doesn't say that. We're not looking at the end of the age for well done, good and successful servant. What we're looking for are the words well done, good and faithful servant. The scripture actually reads, the master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. Trustworthy servant, reliable servant, dependable servant, loyal servant. You have been faithful with a few things and I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share in your master's happiness. And uh, you may or may not remember the story, but Jesus actually gives the exact same response to the one who brought back the five bags of gold that he doubled as, as well as the one 
whatever the other number was, three bags of gold or whatever it was, who, who, who doubled them, even though they had different levels of success, as it were, their faithfulness was equal and they were rewarded with the exact same blessing from Jesus. 1 Corinthians 4.2, uh, one of the main verses for man in the mirror, now it is required that those who have been given a trust must prove successful. Again, that's not what the text says. Uh, that's required that those who have been given a trust, and what is a trust? It's something to steward. It's something to manage. It's the same uh, word from which we get house manager or steward. Now it's required that those who have been given a trust, whether that's a wife, a children, a job, a project, whatever, they must prove faithful. And so this is where the question comes from, okay, if, if it's required that I've been given a trust and I be found faithful, then the question is, well, what does faithful look like? What does faithful look like? And then Proverbs chapter 20, verse 6, we could do a lot of texts, by the way, for this, but this is kind of going to be it. Many claim to have unfailing love, but a faithful man or a faithful person who can find. Many claim to have unfailing love, but a faithful person who can find. Now, is this saying that, is this throwing unfailing love under the bus? No. It's saying nothing about unfailing love. It's important and valuable and uh, beautiful to have unfailing love. But the point is, is that the, the, the Proverbs writer said, you can find more people who have unfailing love. I love you, brother. I love you so much. I'm glad that we're in our small group together. But a faithful man who can find someone who will be the steward, who will be the loyal person, who will <laughs> go beyond just uh, patting you on the back, as it says in James, and saying, uh, be, 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 be well and go on your way. And, and, but do nothing to take care of the, the actual needs that the person has. I wish I'd have looked that one up because I kind of butchered that one. But anyway, you got the idea. So many, many claim to have unfailing love, but a faithful man who can find. So a faithful man is apparently, to the writer of Proverbs, uh, is a little more rare than somebody who uh, has unfailing love. And so, faithful to do what exactly? Now we turn to the practical. So, fidelity. Faithful to have fidelity to your wife, your fiancé, or your girlfriend. For example, not flirting with women at work. Huh? Or worse. Uh, a parental duty to your children. Uh, Parenting, having children, becoming a parent, it's a sacred promise to look after the, 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 the physical, the mental, the emotional, spiritual, social, financial, moral uh, well-being of uh, our children. It's, it's a duty. And so 
to be faithful to our children is to, to be involved. It might be, uh, it might be like we, had a, we set aside one night a week in our family, and that was a date night. So uh, alternating kids, because we had two every other week, take, taking one of the kids out for a special evening, go to Chuck E. Cheese, uh, maybe go get some ice cream, go to the go-karts, go to a movie sometimes, but to, to invest in the child. That's what faithful looks like. Uh, and then also, of course, uh, having your children uh, getting some moral and religious, religious instruction in church. Uh, so fidelity to your, the woman, uh, parental duty to the children, uh, and then uh, what does faithful look like? Well, it's to be a steward. It's to be a steward of what? It's to be a steward of the spiritual gifts that God has given you. Part of that responsibility is to know what those gifts are. And then to also be uh, trustworthy with the natural talents and abilities as well as acquired competencies that you have. And, and then to the calling that God has on your life and the resources that he's entrusted you with to be generous with them. For example, uh, one, one way you, you can be faithful to be a steward is, is taking a man under your wing and showing him the ropes. And then another way of being faithful is uh, to keep your word to whomever you have given it. Uh, for example, when you say, I'll pray for you to somebody, that if you, say to, if, you, if you say to someone or I say to someone, I'll pray for you, uh, What's the natural tendency? Uh, the natural tendency is to forget you said that. <laughs> that is the natural tendency. So when you say, I'll pray for you, pray right then, just in your heart, just right then, and then you'll know that you've kept your word and you've been trustworthy. Or I'll ha I will have this to you by Tuesday. So at the end of Tuesday, uh, how, how will you remember whether or not you've done that? Well, one way to do it is if I tell you I'm going to do something by Tuesday, I put it in my calendar right now that I'm going to have that for you by the end of Tuesday. And if for some reason, and, and usually I don't say, I, I, I'm pretty careful about what I promise. I, I usually would say, uh, I'm going to do my best to have this to you by the end of Tuesday, and if I can't, I'll let you know, or something like that. And I'm sure you do something similar. But the, the whole idea here is keeping your word. You know, your word is your bond. Your word is a fruit of the Spirit. <laughs> it's faithfulness if we will allow the Spirit to work in us. And so, again, the big idea, because of all this, uh, this and our big ideas tend to be uh, practical and application oriented, right? So our big idea today is that I will be scrupulous. I will be scrupulous to answer what does faithful look like in every situation, big and small, because if you won't be faithful in little things, then you're not going to be faithful in big things. And then finally, keeping it real. So we've talked about number one, the, a reputation that people can count on you. Number two, God calls us to be faithful, not successful. Number three, keeping it real, keeping it real. This is the new mantra in our marriage. Um, I introduced it. 
I noticed this tendency, maybe I've mentioned it here, I can't remember, but I've noticed this tendency to, uh, to sugarcoat things. Like, so I didn't do something that I said I would do because I'm getting a little older and my memory might not be as good. And, uh, and, then, and, and then just to kind of pretend that it didn't happen. And my wife doing the same thing. I said, look, I don't want to live like this. Let's, let's keep it real. This is the Paul Tournier concept of uh, that one of the greatest destroyers of a marriage is a lack of complete frankness. A lack of complete frankness. Where you start, where you start having these little fantasies, uh, these little lies that you allow to develop in the marriage, and then they just keep growing and growing and growing. And what happens is it destroys intimacy because you're not being honest with each other. So keeping it real. So faithfulness is all about keeping it real. Practically speaking, get real right now. So here's the question for you. You should ask this question. You shouldn't tell anybody necessarily uh, because if you answer positively, you'll sound like you're boasting. And uh, if you answer negatively, you'll embarrass yourself. But anyway, here's the question. What is your reputation? Let's just keep it real. What is your reputation? Can you be honest with yourself about that? Can you keep it real? And then um, this, is, uh, this is not a, a shame zone, a guilt zone, a condemnation zone. <laughs> We're trying to get to the gospel of Jesus and to be filled with the power of the Holy Spirit and to deal with this. And so make a pledge. Uh, my personal pledge is one life, one way. I uh, made this all decades ago that I wanted my public and my private life to be the same. I didn't want to be one way behind the closed doors of my own private castle <laughs> and then be a different person in public. One life, one way. And, and that's, uh, that's a, a, a way to be faithful. You might have a different way of wording that. Another pledge is scrupulous obedience. Just a pledge to scrupulous obedience. How many of you were here when I chopped up the Cuban cigars way back in the 80s? Yeah. So I traveled to Israel with uh, uh, my wife and our children. And on the way back, I smuggled in four Cuban cigars. And we're walking up to the, what do they call the agent that knows before TSA, the the customs people, yeah, the border patrol, whatever, walking up to the customs desk and we're like 10 feet away. And my wife says to me with a real wry look on her face, are you smuggling Cuban cigars into the country? <laughs> and I started trembling, you know, I'm 10, 10 feet away from the customs guy. I think I'm going to go to jail. He's going to spot them. Well, they went right through. But anyway, then I really felt guilty and I realized that, uh, you know, that, and God really convicted me. I had this wrestling match. She went on for a long time. And I just came this idea that I'm going to live a life of scrupulous obedience or scrupulous faithfulness. And so I, I said, but I've got these four great Cuban cigars. What am I going to do with them? So I brought them into the Bible study and I told that story. And then I took a big knife and I chopped them up. I chopped those four Cuban cigars right up in front of everybody. And I remember Dwayne Jackson cried out, no, no. 
<laughs> it was so much fun. Scrupulous obedience by your human will and by the power of the Holy Spirit working together. You can, it is God who works in us both to will and to do of his good pleasure. So it's his spirit, but he's given us both the desire to will and the power to, to, to do. He's given us the desire and the power to do it. Scrupulous, scrupulous obedience. Scrupulous obedience to keep our word. And then uh, uh, I, you have a dashboard, or maybe you don't, but uh, I'd encourage you if you don't have, have a dashboard in your mind. So when you are making decisions, deciding what to do and so forth, that you have some filters, some gauges that you look at. One of mine is this question that uh, is the center of the big idea. You know, today, what does faithful look like? I just, I, every day I, I'm asking, literally every day, I'm personally asking, what would love do? What does faithful look like? And what does the master need in this situation? So uh, a gauge on faithfulness, consider putting one on your dashboard because this is, this is a matter of protecting your reputation or rehabilitating perhaps your, your reputation. It's just so important. So to you younger men as a fatherly figure, I wanna to say to you, this is one of the most important messages that you will, you will ever hear by me or anybody else. And you might hear more, much more articulately put from someone else, but I'm telling you the idea of living a life uh, that is faithful, a life of faithfulness is the great secret to a good reputation. You might think it's loving people. Loving people will certainly enhance your reputation, but if you really want a good reputation that pleases man and God, keep your word. Keep your word. Then assess, uh, another practical thing is just assessing. So I love telling this story. I worked for a finance company between Army and college for a few months and I was a bill collector. And, and the man who ran the shop mentored me that when I went out to collect the bill, my, my job was, and he was a very uh, caring kind of a person. He said, your job is to figure out what's going on. And there, he said, there are three reasons that people are not paying uh, back their, their loans. They can't pay, they won't pay, or they shouldn't pay. And now if they can't pay, then we want to work with them. If they won't pay because there's something wrong with their character, we need to figure that out. And maybe they shouldn't pay. Maybe there's an account discrepancy and we need to work that out. And so uh, assess when you are not being faithful. Okay, well, maybe, maybe it's that you can't be. You can't meet the deadline on Tuesday because somebody else who promised you a report on Monday, they didn't get that to you. Or, or, but it might be that you won't do it because there's just something inherently causing you to be a procrastinator uh, and, and, and a disappointer. And so that's a character issue. And you want to take a look at that perhaps. Or maybe you shouldn't do it, you know, for whatever reason. Maybe the, in that particular case, the, uh, uh, the, the, the project has changed. Who knows? The next practical thing is to make the adjustment. If you can't, if you repeatedly, or if I can't repeatedly 
and I can't keep up with my promises, then maybe make fewer promises. And if you can't do what you said you would do, then maybe adjust and try to do less. A lot of, a lot of people are trying to do, especially when you're in the career building phase, are trying to do a lot. And sometimes we end up trying to do too much to make the adjustment. It's, it's, a, it's a simple concept. And then finally, because uh, this is called keeping it real, make the correction. Just keeping it real when you, when you mess up. Everybody messes up pretty much every day. Every, and I'm talking about myself, for sure. <laughs> I, I know I do. Every day I mess up. I, this is great, that all the theoretical and the, and the hypothesis here and all this. But, but the truth of the matter is, you know, I'm a flawed human being. Uh, I'm guessing you probably know that you're a flawed human being. If you don't know that you're a flawed human being, uh, you know, raise your hand and, and the guys will help you readjust your understanding of yourself. Um, so, yeah, keep it real. When, when you mess up, don't try to pretend you didn't mess up. Just own it. Just own it. That's part of what it means to be faithful, too. Again, the big idea for the day, I will be scrupulous to answer, what does faithful look like in every situation? Let's pray. Father, thank you for these fruits. Uh, thank you that we don't have to do faithfulness on our own, that you will work in us both to will and to do of your good pleasure. You will give us the desire and the power to do it as a fruit of the Spirit, something that you give to us that we can appropriate. I pray that you would help us to appropriate that and uh, be conscious of what does faithful look like in every situation. We ask this, Jesus, in your name, for your glory, and also for the benefit of our reputation as it especially reflects on your reputation. Amen. Thank you for joining us today. You can find the Man in the Mirror Bible Study wherever you listen to podcasts, as well as on our YouTube page. If you have found this helpful, please subscribe, give us a five-star rating, and share the podcast with friends. Since 1986, Man in the Mirror has been teaching the Bible, helping us reflect deeply as men and apply God's truth to our lives. This Bible study is recorded in front of a live audience every Friday morning outside of Orlando, Florida. If you need help navigating your life or leading other men, please go to maninthemirror.org and check out our vast library of Bible study videos, blogs, and articles on Christian growth and leadership. There are plenty of resources you can use to grow in your faith and help others grow too. At maninthemirror.org, you will find books written just for men, helpful materials for your church's ministry to men, and even a potential career in men's discipleship. If you're a man personally struggling in life or you need help in discipling men, please send us an email at biblestudy at maninthemirror.org and let us know how we can help.